I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Every night when I tuck our four-year-old in, I read her a book, sing her a song, and say a prayer. Sometimes I would sing old school lullabies, but I wanted to make sure to sing her songs about the Lord because if she learned anything, I wanted her to learn words of great importance, and I wanted her to truly have comfort and peace, which can only come from Jesus. One night I sang her the I Love You Lord song, the one that goes like, I'm going to sing it. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. May it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. Well, it was special to see her listen intently to each word, watching my face as I teach her how to sing to the King, to the Creator of all. I knew a great man named Mark Trotter. He recently passed away, but he lived his life greatly for God, and the things he would share were so amazing. I want to share with you a Facebook post he made on October 13th of last year that was so neat. He said, I'd consider what I'm about to share with you a biblical blockbuster. It just totally boggles my mind. Did you realize that ever since iniquity was found in Lucifer, there has been no biblical record of any being singing in heaven? Oh, sure, we have record of plenty of rejoicing, shouting, declaring, and proclaiming, but interestingly enough, no singing. How crazy is that? You see, before Lucifer's fall, Job 38.7 says that in the original creation of Genesis 1.1, when God laid the foundations of the earth, the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. But from Genesis 1-2 all the way to Revelation 5, the singing stops and doesn't pick up again until the raptured and glorified church is singing. Check this out, a new song. So do you know what that means? That means that the only singing being offered to our Lord today is the singing that is being offered up to Him in worship from His true worshipers on earth. And may we never forget Jesus said, The Father seeketh such to worship Him. John 4-23, end quote. Is that not the coolest thing? Doesn't that make you want to sing to the Lord even more, no matter how you sound? Mark Trotter has also written several books, which I will link to in the show notes if you're interested. His love for God and ability to communicate and teach is like no other. As I teach my kids about God, the Bible, worship songs, and the such, I'm in constant reminding how I fall short in teaching them about God in my own personal life. They watch our face, our words, our tone, our actions, and all things. And when the pressure is on, what am I communicating to my kids? And I'll tell y'all what. We are going on an airplane tomorrow, in which all my kids are very excited. I have been in an airplane a few times in my life, of which none I have enjoyed. And it's not even the flight that causes panic within me, though I do have a good level of that. It's the Dagum Airport. I have been so stressed out since we decided to go visit family across the country and take everyone out there. I personally feel like I'm drowning in crowded, unfamiliar places, and the TSA scares the sense out of me. 
walking through the lines, taking your shoes off quick enough, having your ID out. Did someone just put something not approved in their bag? Why is there a drug dog sniffing me? I don't even do drugs and I'm about to pee my pants. And oh, this four-year-old and 11-year-old who can't seem to get along, arguing the whole way, not paying attention while security is yelling at us to move faster and now arrest my four-year-old because she thinks her mask is a headband. Obviously, none of these things have actually happened, but I have been so anxious in dreading the airport of uncertainty, and I've obviously made this uh, scenario in my brain. Through all of this, I have acted like a maniac this week towards my kids, and well, actually with everything and everyone I've encountered, I've been short-tempered, frantic, and a bit of a deer in the headlights. Matthew six thirty-four. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow, right? But what have I been communicating to my kids and everyone else? I got that trouble unloaned, y'all. I have shown them that I am choosing to be in debt to anxiety and stress. Philippians 4, 6-7 Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Don't worry, bring everything to God, and He'll give you peace through Him. Have I been communicating that? I've communicated that I will be fleshly and reactive in response to my stress with obviously no signs of peace to be found anywhere. It is not enough to teach our kids all the ways of God, though that is very important, but is just as important, if not more so, to also lead by our lives and our personal decisions. We know this. The way I handle my faith and trust in Jesus communicates a whole lot to those around me, and if I'm walking around like a stressful, ticking time bomb, I show that I don't trust Jesus and I don't believe in His promises. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There are so many Bible verses written about trust, and I'm sure most, if not all, are about really big important things like dying and being persecuted and not being a big baby in a dumb airport. But I know that even in the little things, God cares about me. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. All of it, not just the big important stuff, all of my cares. I'm thankful for how much he loves us. Though I wish I responded more in my spirit than in my flesh, I'm thankful that even in my failures, my kids can still learn about God and my shortcomings as long as I'm willing to be humble and transparent so that he may be glorified. I have to remember they are always watching, and I'm thankful for that because it further motivates me to cling to Jesus. By the time y'all hear this, we will have already been to the airport, boarded the plane, and landed for a few days. But if you could still pray for us on our way back, because I'm pretty sure I'll still be a little nervous. If you have any questions or prayer requests, always feel free to email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Bye.